Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is a show all about podcasting, helping you to create a more successful podcast. I'm Colin Gray, joined by Matthew McLean, as always. Hello there. Hello. Uh, This season is all about, as you'll know if you've been listening, all about getting your first episode out into the world. It's really aimed at helping you get over that procrastination and get that show out there and make it live. And we're going through each step that you need to take on this season. Each episode is another step you need to need to follow to get your show out there and into the public earballs. And this episode is all about recording environment. We talked about equipment last time around. So we're talking about the equipment, the the microphones, the the software, the the tools you can use to record online calls in the last episode. This time around it's really about where you're actually doing that recording. Because as we mentioned at the end of that episode, really equal partners here. There's no point in having great equipment if you're recording in a rubbish place. And equally, no point in having a great place to record if you don't have good equipment. So what makes a good recording environment, Matthew? Yeah, well, I think um, we'll, we'll take this from the point of view that the listener is going to be, that well, the listener, the podcaster is going to be recording indoors because obviously you can record outdoors yes. as well, <laughs> um, where you could experience some really nice background ambience, yeah, yeah. but you could also experience uh, a lot of disturbances, a lot of wind, yeah. uh, rain, things like that, that's going to make your voice inaudible. So your voice has to be audible. We'll take it indoors for this. I think that most people do go down that route. And you just basically, you want a room that your voice, your the sound waves of your voice basically aren't bouncing around the room, yeah. creating lots of echo, lots of reverb. Yeah, yeah. So first things first, you want to record in a room that has a lot more soft surfaces than it does hard surfaces. Yes. So traditionally, an example of the very worst place in your house to record is the bathroom, isn't it? <laughs> um, Tiles, and, uh, usually lino on the floor, a hard floor, hard walls. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you do sometimes hear your podcasts where somebody's been interviewed and you could just picture them sitting in a bathroom <laughs> or down a well yeah, uh, yeah and you want to avoid that you don't you don't want excessive you don't want any reverb on your voice yeah, but you yeah. certainly don't want any excessive reverb yeah. you get away with a wee drop so reverb in plain english is echo isn't yeah it, it sounds echoey echo, it yeah. sounds like you're down a down a hole or in a tunnel or something like that it's just yeah really echoey and horrible uh, yeah, perfect. So the, the the best thing to do really is just to, if you've got a digital recorder, it's great for this because you could you could plug your headphones in and listen to it as you record. Mm-hmm. Just walk around your house talking to yourself might look a bit strange, but um, <laughs> or take somebody with you and talk to them yeah. and just walk around room to room and, and find out, you know, through hearing what is the best sounding room I have and can I record my podcast in here? Traditionally, the best the best rooms are bedrooms because mm. they're, they're kind of the soft. You've got the big bed in there. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people will, like say, open up their um, wardrobes mm-hmm. and just sit in front of those because Ooh, yeah, all the yeah. clothes hanging there is very good sound dampening yeah, because yeah. It, it's not bouncing back at you at all. Yeah. Um, and a tip I'll often give to people that don't have the opportunity to set up something um, permanent is to get like a, a little cat bed mm-hmm. and just stick your USB mic or your recorder inside the cat bed and yeah. talk into it. You could be in a bathroom or down a well yeah. and if your mic's in a cat bed, you'll still sound like you're <laughs> in a studio. So, <laughs> to, uh, be, to be clear, you're talking about like a, a kind of a soft box basically. Yeah, like yeah. those little, is it a cat bed or a cat basket? I don't think it's a basket, it's, but basically it's a thing a cat gets yeah. in. It's like a wee, 
a wee soft tunnel made out yeah. of pillows, yeah. And if you can, uh, yeah, we've often seen people cutting a hole in the bottom of something like that, eh? So you poke yeah, the mic you up get through. Your cable through so, it. So the mic is in the middle of this, but you imagine yourself facing towards um, the open end. So it's a box. It's basically a box made out of pillows with one open end. You put it on its side so the open end is facing towards you. The mic is inside this and you're speaking into the box, yeah. essentially. So you, you? you've localised a tiny studio yeah. around your mic. Exactly. And that's yeah. all that yeah. matters, really. Um, if, yeah. if your voice is bouncing around the room, it's probably not coming back in yeah. the microphones. Or, or at least that's um, it's cutting down on the, the echo that's reaching the mic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you get, I mean, you get pro versions of this, don't you? You get like... Um, now, do you know, I've never known the name of them, but they're like a curved shield, a mic yeah, shield, I guess, yeah. that attaches to a mic stand. And they tend to have sound treatment um, padding on it, whether it's, uh, you know, ridges or whether it's the spikes or something mm. like that. But yeah. It's foam basically around it and that helps to cut it down as well. But obviously they're quite expensive. Actually. Yeah, go with the yeah. cat big. Come to an agreement <laughs> with your cat if you've got one. Say, yeah. look, look yeah. Felix, Monday is podcast day. You're yeah. going to have to go out and lick your bum. And exactly. <laughs> And uh, and I've seen many people making DIY ones of these by just getting a cardboard box um, and filling and putting sound treatment tiles on the inside. Mm-hmm. So you can get a pack of sound treatment tiles off Amazon or whatever for maybe 20 quid, $20. Um, the ones that are on the walls of the studio here right now. But you put them inside a box and you have like a little a little shield like that. Yeah, just avoid square very square boxes like that mm-hmm. because even if a box is sound treated it's still a box and it still sounds like a box still there'll has be signs corners. behind that but yeah, yeah. um yeah, rounded edges rather than square edges yeah. are always going to be a bit better. If yeah, well, I think the, the idea is that a square edge or a corner of anything basically acts almost like a satellite dish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a similar in shape. It bounces things back the same direction, basically. So that creates more echo. So that's why in a in a room you often get what they call base, base traps or something. You put them on the corners of a room because that's where the most sort of low frequency noises bounce back at you from. Because mm-hmm. you imagine it bounces off the wall, it tends to... It won't necessarily bounce back at you it'll bounce up or down yeah but in a corner it's reflected almost it like bounces like a satellite dish god this is scientific oh yeah i knew that physics would come in you yeah there you go <laughs> what about um the size of a room like i often wonder so so my kitchen for example now we've just uh, changed our kitchen it's a lot bigger now it's still lots of hard surfaces but i've always thought um and we, we often say to uh, clients if you're in an office and you've got a big open office a big room can be quite good because there's no walls to bounce off yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can also, I mean, it, it could go either way, I think. The, the shape and the size have to work together, I suppose. Yeah, so yeah, yeah the yeah. bigger room, it, it needs to be the right kind of big room. Yeah. If, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I think the basic idea is that you imagine yourself sitting down, the mic right in front of you. What you want behind the mic is important because that's the way you're speaking. That's the way the sound waves are going. So that's where they're going to reflect back from most. So if you can either have something soft there, bookshelf, wardrobe, like you said, open up the wardrobe, a couch, a settee if it's a living room or a big space. So if there's if it's like 10 metres to the nearest wall, then that's all going to help, isn't it? Mm. In terms of the reverb. And it ju- you just you need to be comfortable enough to record a podcast and still concentrate on your content don't yeah, you so exactly. getting under a duvet might sound good but yeah. if you're warm after uh, 10 minutes yeah totally yeah. okay cool um we're actually we we've gone into now that you've mentioned that we might as well talk about it duvet over the head what's that uh what do you mean by that 
Uh, well, that's just like literally pulling the duvet off your bed, getting yeah. underneath it and holding your microphone and recording a, a, yeah. a podcast yes. um, <laughs> in, in some sort of like tiny amateur studio. But yeah, that could get a little warm and a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so I suppose a, a kind of a more, a less warm, a less uncomfortable version might be actually just hanging some duvets in the walls. Yeah. That can work quite well. So if you don't have a room which does have soft walls like bookcases or open a wardrobe or whatever, hang a couple of duvets in the walls um, and then suddenly that softens things up again. And it's not um, it's not perfect. You still get sound that goes through it and bounces off, but it's definitely an improvement. It's definitely better. All right. So that's generally... Um, the kind of makeup of the room. What about things to watch out for in terms of, I mean, the biggest killer of a podcast recording is background noise really, isn't it? I mean, it, echo doesn't sound great, but it possibly, you can still hear the words at least. But, yeah. But <laughs> what if someone obscures the words altogether? Yeah, exactly. So y- y- you need vocal clarity. You need to be able to deliver what you're saying to the listener. Um, so external noises can get in the way. The most immediate ones uh tend to be things like, well, if you're using a USB mic, you're close to a computer. If it's maybe an old PC, it might have quite a loud fan yeah, that could be picked yeah, up. Yeah. Again, that's not too that's not too much to, to worry about because it's kind of constant. Mm. Um, Aircon and things like that. Mm. Again, like if it's just a constant noise and it's not too loud, you'll get mm. away with it if you you know, if it's too warm to turn something off or that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not a killer. But yeah, the idea there is to avoid as many as you can. Eh? To, yeah. it's. I think the funny thing with this is that a lot of these noises are things that you completely blank out mm-hmm. because they're on all the time. Yeah. So with computers, people often don't even realise how loud their computers are until they hear it on a recording yeah. because it's just always there. They're just used to it. So it's becoming more aware of background noises. It's, it's going into a room and immediately thinking, right, how silent is this? And really think, being aware, being mindful of the things that are going on in the background and trying as well as you can to get rid of as many as possible. And like we say, you can't get rid of them all. If you're recording into a computer, then you need to, you need to have that there. You might be able to record a bit further away though. Get a long, very long USB Very cable. long cable, yeah. Or even I have, and this is maybe slightly risky, I have put pillows and blankets over my computer before. You wouldn't want to do that too long because it'll totally overheat, <laughs> but... <laughs> it can work for a wee while um yeah what about the what about the other stuff <laughs> sometimes humans are the worst culprits aren't they <laughs> yeah well immediate things like jewelry and clothing could come into it yeah, so yeah. like you know those really plastic key sort of kagoo type jackets if you've got <laughs> one of them on maybe you've got um loads of gold chains you're, yeah. maybe you're mr t yeah uh, so that could come into it um chairs as well like we mind we had a really noisy chair yeah, in here yeah. uh, we had to swap the chairs around yeah. so um swap your chair around if your chair's noisy or stand up when you're recording yes, one of the two yeah. pro, tip, pro tip never use a computer chair basically yeah. computer chairs are always noisy and, too many parts to yes them. yeah in the studio here we've got proper just normal spongy chairs like uh, real chairs <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, that was that was pretty much it. So th- those are those are noises that you could tend to um, get around, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do a bit more about them. Just be aware of them. Yeah, and I mean, it's not unusual for us to get a recording from a client, say, and it turns out through the whole recording, this this interviewee had their hand in their pocket and they were just jingling their keys quietly. Yeah. They were just, because they were a bit nervous, they were fiddling with something. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer hasn't noticed it because they're just, they're concentrating on the content. Even you're, as an interviewer, you might be, 
quite, you know, you're consumed with what you're asking. So mm-hmm. you're not really necessarily thinking about these surrounding noises. So it's just, again, becoming aware of these things and, and not being afraid to stop an interview and say, look, I'm really sorry, but you see how you're like, you're constantly rubbing your chin. Well, actually that <laughs> chin rubbing comes through on the recording. Um, and just being aware of things like that, it's, it's something you get used to over time, isn't it? Yeah. But if you're mindful of it in the first few times, it's, it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, final ones, I suppose, is someone we get a lot here, isn't it? Which is uh, external noises, stuff outside the room. Yeah. Oh, or, oh, kicking, or kicking the desk. That was a demonstration. The, yeah. Kicking the desk. <laughs> God, this is an annoying episode for the listener. <laughs> um, yeah, so external. We've got a car garage quite near here. I think the guy does MOT tests, which apparently involve just like holding the accelerator down yeah. to the floor for quite a long period Revin of time. the car like um, <laughs> Emissions testing there. So, yeah, yeah you've got that if rain is is really severely battering off the window that might uh, interrupt you you might be close to an airport and have planes taking off all the time so these external noises again you're going to be quite limited with what you could do about that it's just about maybe being aware of the the room you choose to record uh, what does the window look out to and you know what might be the interruptions there and if possible if something kicks off are you able to move somewhere else to to do the rest of your episode so or just pause i mean we often in fact one of the episodes that we recorded just earlier we had to stop while the guy was revving his car for two minutes didn't we yeah and we just started again afterwards so just be aware of these things think about them you don't necessarily have to do something about them. I mean, a plane going by is not going to kill an episode, no. is it? And Certain, in- again, we talked about equipment. <clears throat> if you're using these, we're using the Samsung Q2Us. They're, yeah, yeah. they're what you call dynamic mics. They're really only picking up around the microphone. They're yeah, not yeah. They're not going to hear a whole lot of stuff they're outside. They're good at cutting out. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point, actually. The equipment you choose has a big effect on this. The more sensitive, the more expensive your mic tends to be, the more it'll pick up, ironically. But that's because more expensive mics are designed to be used in professional studios which are sound mm-hmm. not only sound treated but sound proofed yeah. so nothing can get in <laughs> apart from that studio we once went to which had a drummer in next door yeah was, aye, that was good that was handy <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's the environment that's how to think about your room um next let's go have a chat about basically a few ways that you can we've talked about a few ways that you can do sound treatment already and basically how you think about this with guests as well um but before i jump into that just want to mention uh the podcast launch mastermind which is something we're running um alongside this season um and in future as well which is designed to give you extra support around this subject so if this season has given you a starting point it's helping you get there but you find that you need more help around your equipment around your editing around your planning you want to say um, uh, this is the idea I've got for a show what do you think of this um, you really need that personal one-to-one help and that's what we're doing in the mastermind Matthew's going to be running this over six sessions um, each one an hour and a half long so you're getting nine hours in total of time uh, around half an hour of each session is going to be Matthew teaching something around a particular topic and then the whole rest of the session probably about an hour or so will be you being able to ask questions to chat to the rest of the group to get feedback on your podcast to really get help around your particular context Um, and this is going to run like i said over six weeks starting june 20th which should be today yes that's right so last time to last chance to sign up if you go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash mastermind and if you're listening to this after june 20th then 
don't worry, we will be doing this again in future. We're going to run this probably a few times a year. So pop over to that link, thepodcasthost.com forward slash mastermind, and you'll see when the next session is and be able to register your interest. Um, so that you know, the cost is $395, $395 for everyone, uh, apart from Academy members. So if you're a member of our Podcast Host Academy, which you can see over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy, then you get it for half price, $195, $195 for our members. And there's only five spaces, so limited spaces this time around. Um, by all means, pop over there, thepodcasthost.com forward slash mastermind, and we'd love to see you on there if you fancy it. All right, so let's do a few around, a few more suggestions around um, sound treatment we've actually we've gone into most of this already haven't we around the fact that you know you've got things like the permanent set of options are recording in front of bookshelves um your wardrobe the temporary ones being the blankets and the walls duvet over the head um you know a sound tell your cat bed that kind of thing mm-hmm. um i suppose there's only one thing one other thing i wanted to say or two other things actually i mean there's the treatment we have in here what do we have in the studio here do i describe it to people yeah, we've got um, big uh, barriers, I suppose you would call them, <laughs> are they barriers? Yeah, uh, we, they're conf- conference boards actually, I think conference. would probably make sense. Conference cool. barriers. Yeah, you know you go to a conference and there's these kind of boards up that partition off places, they're flexible, you can move them around and put posters on them and stuff like that, yeah, so that's what they are. Yeah, we've got uh, sound foam, sound tiles uh, velcroed to them with double-sided Velcro, yeah. so we've created a little localised sound-treated area around our uh, around our studio yeah. um, and it's quite portable too we could take it all down and move it if we yeah. really wanted to Indeed. um at home i've got the uh, i've got a cupboard that's sound treated and i used wallpaper paste to put the sound treated tiles on yeah sure um just by accident because we were doing some papering at the time and i thought <laughs> would this work and it did yeah and the good thing is it looks like they'll peel off don't don't do this based on what I'm saying here, but it looks like they'll peel off without damaging either the tile or the wall. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but again, you know, I can't vouch for that being so the case for everyone. It's sticky so. enough to keep them up there, but yeah, pliable enough looks that you like can they'll, remove. They'll come yeah. off Good stuff. pretty easy. So cool. you, could, you could look at that too. Yeah. So that's kind of the pro version, I suppose. You get those packs of tiles on Amazon um, or loads of different places. Um, and they basically just look, they're grey foam tiles that have ridges on them, essentially. So they can work well. Um, if you want something that looks a bit better, I have seen, and uh, I saw Ray, actually, Ray Ortega, uh, did a video about this. We'll put a link to that in the show notes because it was really good where he built um, these canvases, uh, just a wooden frame, uh, put kind of, um, what would you call it? Like um, hemp or burlap, you know, that kind of rough sacking type material on the front of it. Uh, stapled that on and then put towels on the inside. And that actually worked as a really good sound panel. Because mm. the thing is, you can actually make a big difference to your sound just by putting up a few things on the wall. You don't need to cover the whole wall yeah. entirely. Actually, just a few canvases that cover, you know, a quarter of your wall space or half your wall space or something like that can actually make fair, a fairly big difference, especially if it's right close to where you're recording. So you can actually build these things DIY quite easily as well. And we'll link over to, to Ray's video there because that was a great, uh, great demo of how to do it. Right. Um, a couple of last things to cover on this. And one of which is we can't talk about recording quality or recording environment without talking a bit about monitoring. So you've already mentioned wandering about and testing areas by having your headphones in. But how do you, how would you recommend monitoring a recording at the time? 
Yeah, so you, you want to basically have headphones plugged into the device you're recording into, whether that's your computer, whether it's a recorder, or you, with a lot of USB mics, you could plug your headphones directly into them. Yeah, you basically yeah. want to hear exactly what's been recorded yes. to make sure that if there is an issue, you pick up on it straight away. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I would I would always advise monitoring your recordings. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, just so you could you could keep an eye and an yeah, ear on can, things. You can tell when something's gone wrong, basically, can't you? Yeah. And then just a standard pair of headphones. I mean, you get you get headphone monitors, which are kind of maybe a little bit more expensive, um, that don't alter how it sounds and everything. But I mean, just a standard pair of headphones helps. If it does block out external sound, it can make a difference. It can help you pick that kind of thing up. But um, it doesn't really matter that much, as long as you're listening to an extent. Final point around... What about guests? So guests recording environments, what would you say about that? Yeah, well, basically all the things we've run through, it's pretty good practice to to create a checklist using this info, using the info that you use for yourself and then yeah. pass that on to guests in advance. Yeah. Give them a bit of coaching there. Um, it's a tough one because you send things to people and they might not read them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, if if a guest does turn up and it's sounding bad, you need to be prepared to yeah. to stop and say, yeah. "Is there anything we could do about this?" Absolutely, um, take control over it and tell them, like, say, "It sounds really echoey where you are. Can I ask where you're sitting just now?" And then if they say, "Oh, I'm sitting in my bathroom," <laughs> you can say, "Well, could well. we move to blah blah blah?" And then Get just under use, that duvet. Yeah, exactly. Use that advice. Get the when, cat out of his bed. Yeah, there's there's only so much you can do. But I mean, if it's someone like background noise, so I've I've had people turn up for an interview on. Skype in like an office, an open plan office with 50 people in it and you can barely hear them from mm. the voices around them. And you just say, oh, do you think you can find, uh, are there any quiet rooms around you? And they're like, oh yeah, there's an office. Uh, sorry, there's a meeting room right over there. Yeah. Like, well, why didn't you go in there in the first place? <laughs> but people often don't think. Um, and I think this is an argument actually for that kind of pre-call that people sometimes talk about with interviews mm -hmm. so if you can get on the skype with somebody for five minutes just five minutes before um before you actually do the recording maybe a week before a day before whatever it is then you can get an idea of how they sound yeah and you can talk about the equipment then you can talk about the recording environment you can make sure it's all going to sound good during the interview itself mm -hmm. and like you say yeah create a checklist we've got a checklist in the academy actually so if it's something that you think would be useful um and you're an academy member you'll find it in our resources um we've got a skype checklist that we you can send straight off to any any interviews that are coming up um otherwise if you fancy getting hold of that you can join up the podcasthost.com forward slash academy but i think that covers it doesn't it that's all for recording environment everyone should be able to record a great quality show now here's hoping <laughs> so uh, i'll mention again the podcasthost.com forward slash mastermind if you want to go and check out our mastermind that's upcoming otherwise join us again on the next episode we'll be continuing this season around how to get your first episode out there into the world thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you then <laughs>